0: Welcome to Blind Guys Chat, where this guy, Orin O'Neill. Hello. And this guy, Jan Bloom. Hello. And this guy, Stuart Lawler. Hello. Talk about the A to Z of life.
1: Hello, and you are very welcome to episode four of Blind Guys Chat. We've got a great packed show for you this time. Um, we're going to talk to... I got a little bit flustered there, didn't I? We're going to talk to a lovely lady called uh, Eula Quayle about her guide dog, Sage. We're going to be talking about what we're watching on Netflix and Apple TV and some other platforms, I think. And we're also going to... Listen to your emails, of which there are loads. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? What? Very well. Yep, yeah, very well. Thanks, Oren. Very,
2: very well. Thank you. We're all good. Great, yeah. to be, great to be back. Yeah, be back, no yeah. problem. Yeah. I did get a little bit of feedback from somebody who said they were so glad that the claxon was gone and they liked the alarm clock on episode three. So there you go.
3: Mm. Good. Well, Finally. I, I must say, I miss it, you know, a little bit, uh, the, the I Klaxon. I do as well. Yeah. Um,
2: even though it frightened the life out of me, the first yeah. uh, podcast, but I do miss the Klaxon and I'm going to have a new campaign, a new petition called Bring Back the Klaxon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll vote for it.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, Brilliant. We have two
2: signatures already, Jan. <laughs> yeah. Orn. I, I don't think Orn will be signing. No. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep yeah. signing
3: yeah but then Larry will vote, I think, oh, for Larry, him. Larry, well, yeah, perhaps, well Larry's yeah. always yeah, he's always looking to vote. yeah um, I, I had a bit a little bit sad story. Chef was a little bit uh, yeah, not so happy. he was a little bit already? sick, yeah, no. he was a little bit sick, but um, it went he's back on track now, but but he was so feeling so lousy, throwing up, throwing uh, up, et cetera. Oh no. yeah, terrible.
2: Was he at the vet or was he just...
3: No, 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 just, no. Well, it was, I was home. waiting for it, but, but he uh, got back on time. Uh, okay. And yeah, it was Good. on Saturday um, afternoon. It started and it he got back on Sunday midday as well. Get so.
2: well, Jeff, if if we'd known, we would have written a jingle for him. I would have, I would have written a yeah, parody song. should have. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah okay. no. We need, we to, know, one for we the need next to know show. when
1: people want a jingle to be written for them. Okay. Yeah. Stuart hasn't got enough work to do. <laughs> So I, mean, we, I we love we writing jingles. You know, him loads of work to do. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but Thank so you. far so good. Yep. Now, before we go on, there's a little item that we have to give an update on. And you may remember this uh, this tune the last time we played it. And uh, there is an update on Stuart's fridge freezer saga.
3: Well, I'm curious.
2: So, basically, guys, you remember the last show, got the fridge, freezer. It's going great, by the way. No problems with it. Um, just under, when did we do our last show? Two weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. the weekend after the show was published. So, like, ten days ago. I, I was walking home on Saturday, uh, just before lunch, and my phone rang. <laughs> and picked up the phone, and a guy goes, Hello, this is a uh, name of large um, Irish um, retailer speaking. Uh I'd be, and I was like, yeah, like, she'll be, be with you in about 15 minutes. Uh, I was like, um, and actually, I have to say, the first thing I thought was, oh my God, are these the guys who, <laughs> who delivered the fridge coming back to give out to me because the, the, van, got <laughs> the soaked van got flooded and the other thing wasn't clean? Yeah. So I sort of said, um, sorry. And he said, uh, your fridge freezer? And I said, um, I got that fridge freezer three, <laughs> three weeks ago. And he said, all right then, okay, thanks a million. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You almost got the second one I I know I was going to say Maybe I should get one For the lads But I actually was afraid They were going to ring And say Did you not clean Your fridge And I I was literally Just going to say I was actually thinking I'm going to go in And like (laughs) Almost like Barricade myself Inside (laughs) And refuse to come out So uh, thankfully They Some mix up in the system They were going to give me A second fridge freezer So So, if you guys I should have rang you To see did you want one I suppose Yeah Sorry Yeah Um,
1: Well, yeah. you and I could have got into the fridge-freezer and shipped ourselves over to Jan's house. Oh, yeah. It would have been great. Wow. Yeah. And then Jan would have three fridges. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd have, of we'd have somewhere no to sleep at night.
3: Yeah. yeah. This, I, no, I, think, I, I can offer you a bet as well. That's no problem. But uh, <laughs> uh, fridge-freezer would be comfortable enough. I don't want to put you out,
2: Jan. It's okay. <laughs> you know? well, well, there's no another
1: very important question that I need you to answer, Stuart, from my mother. She was listening to your to your saga Uh, as we're calling it because it is a saga it is it is really a saga which you won't let go Um, and my mother wants us to know is the new fridge freezer does it does the freezer part defrost itself well first of all um, hello Mrs O'Neill And thank
2: you for your concern. And yes, it does. And actually, it was when I was buying the thing, although it was happening in a a real hurry and I was frantically looking at, and I'm I'm, like, I don't know about these things. And I really found actually that I I was very bad on all this stuff. But I did look up and it did say uh, self-defrosting or something like no need to defrost. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want because I don't want to be given out to again if if I have to replace this one in whatever amount of years. So I presume that means just for, for me who's not, completely hasn't a clue when this fridge freezer goes eventually which hopefully won't be for a long time by the way yeah. does that mean I just plug it out and hand it to them I don't have to defrost it? like it just what happens to the is there ice inside it or what happens how does that work
3: even I think with a defrost you need to do that also manually yeah. once in a while oh, really? yeah, you need okay. to keep it clean in a way Stuart so I must okay. really recommend okay. to do something you couldn't
2: you couldn't come over and give me a hand I
3: will I I can do that Yeah. okay I'll when, give you some beer allows, It's. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. happy to do that. And afterwards Brilliant. we will uh, empty uh, the fridge then. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll stock yeah. it up for you. Yeah, good.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that we've, we've done yeah. is Yeah. Now, is that going to be, tell us this, is that going to be the end of the fridge saga?
2: Well, Oren, I have to say to you, I thought last time was
1: the end. I'm very hopeful
2: this is the end,
1: yes. Well, okay. l- let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. So that we never, ever, ever have to play... Ready? tune again i promise that's it <laughs> all right let's let's move on to our let's just moving on swiftly to our first guest of the show it's time to talk about guide dogs our favorite subject well it's Jan and I's, my yeah. favorite
3: subject yeah whatever best, Stuart. i like it as well come on well you do need to. there will be a time Stuart, that you will also uh, will have a guide dog yeah. yeah
1: we'll get you a toy dog yeah. <laughs> would you start christmas start you with a little toy dog for christmas well, remember mm-hmm. what
2: they say a dog is not for christmas okay
1: yeah oh. it's for new year's as well indeed mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about guy dogs and we're going to talk to a lovely woman called eula quail eula are you there
5: i'm here Oren.
1: thank you very much for coming on the podcast
5: you're very welcome thank you for inviting me
1: now you have a lovely dog called sage if i have it right if i have That's- the name right
5: that's right. Yeah. And
1: how old is Sage?
5: Sage is four years old at the moment.
1: Okay. And when did you
3: get Sage?
5: I got Sage in July. Sorry, June, two years ago.
3: And and what uh, breed is uh, Sage?
5: Sage is a golden sage. Labrador. Yeah, ah, she's a, she's a golden lab. lab. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Ah, so she's okay. a she's a lab retriever. So.
1: Oh, okay, she's a lab good. retriever. That's what a yeah. golden Labrador.
5: Okay. Golden Labrador. Yeah.
1: Whoa. Larry's a pure lab. Um, oh, okay.
5: I've, yeah, I keep.
1: I think might, we probably have talked about this. What's your dog? Um, lab is it? Me, I, I, golden doodle. Oh, oh. I do, yes. yeah, mm. I've a gold, golden doodle. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So have Tony. you a lot of have you a lot of um, cleaning up of the of the fur of the hair?
3: You know, no, nothing. No, all right. No, really. no, 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 no it, oh, it, I'm thinking it, of lab. I'm thinking
2: of labradoodle. Isn't you're it? thinking labradoodle. Yeah, yeah. Lab- no, sorry. Yeah, uh, golden doodle. Sorry.
3: Yeah. Also, when you are a like, um, seem to be allergic you know for uh, hair mm. then it is the right dog for you although uh, it could also be a fake story but uh <laughs> that is uh a, well, b- yeah, that's b- true. B- but four yeah. times a year you you need to go to the uh, to the Yeah, we say in dutch a trimmer. Uh, the yeah, yeah, trimmer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's that just is you normal. is it jan yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll do it myself. No, no we have <laughs> the special COVID people. Haircut. Yeah, <laughs> I I go once a year. You know, only with Santa Claus. <laughs> you're
2: looking great, though. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: No, but uh, no, but but that's the advantage of chef. You know, you have no hair at all. That's it's quite nice.
1: Eula, do you find that uh, that experience uh, a bit time consuming? Cleaning up after um, Sage.
5: Well, to be honest, to be honest, my previous dog, Dash, he was much more hairy than Sage and he molted a lot. Um it's it's supposed to be twice a year, but he seemed to molt all year round. Yeah. Sage's fur is slightly thinner. It's um she doesn't seem to she still needs to be groomed, you know, a few times a week, but she doesn't seem to have the same amount of hair. Uh, coming out you
1: know because halloween is uh is near um and fireworks and bangers and all that kind of nonsense um we wanted to to kind of broach this subject on the podcast uh, and see just if anybody had tips or uh, advice or uh, stories but you have a particular story uh eula about uh, sage do you want to tell us about that
5: Yes, unfortunately, it's quite a sad, serious story. Um, in Dublin at the moment, uh, I don't know if if you've noticed, but we've been having an awful lot of fireworks, and um, they've been starting oh, yeah. mm-hmm. very, very early this year, and I think it is due to COVID. I don't know people are bored or, or what their kids are looking for th- things to do or whatever, <laughs> but since mid-August, we've been experiencing a lot of fireworks. And they've been not not close by, but they're you can hear them, you know, if you go out yeah. to the garden and so on. And I noticed that because it was happening on a nightly basis, Sage started to get more and more afraid. And, you know, her fear just, she was just starting to show signs of, you know, not wanting to interact. She'd be in her bed all the time. Uh, it was, then it started to be, I, I was struggling to get her to go out to the garden, uh, you know, to do her business and all that. And it was just, she was afraid. any Anytime there was a bang, she'd run straight back into the house. And then um, it got to the point where I was trying to bring her out to work, to walk. And she just got to the point where she wouldn't leave the house. It got so bad.
1: Gosh. Mm.
5: Yeah. Yep. So she's almost had a psychological breakdown. That's the only way I can really describe it. Mm -hmm. And it has been really upsetting to see this very confident, happy little dog, you know, who is always willing to work and eager to go out and everything. And it's just she's just completely changed and, you know, just her fear. And it's so distressing to see her in that state.
2: Eula, can I can I ask you, because I'm just curious, in some ways I think there have been more fireworks this year, but there were some last year. Did she have any, any problems last year?
5: She didn't. I mean, she's always had a bit of firework fear, you know. She's always had that. But I suppose last year we were in work all day, um, at the moment, I'm working remotely, so we're at home. The fireworks were st- are starting very early. Um, whereas last year, it would have been a week before, you know, it maybe would have been a week of fireworks, really, you know, and they wouldn't be starting until you were at home and you were in the house and you were, you know, you'd done your work for the day. Um, it was at night and it lasted for a few days. And yeah, she didn't like it. and She was afraid, but because it was a short period of time, She got over it. This has been going on since mid-August. So I think it's the cumulative effect. So every night she's being traumatised and just every night she's expecting this is going to happen.
1: If the doorbell rings, would you react similarly?
5: Well, interesting you should say that. Um, Not so much the doorbell as such, but it got to the point where because of the noises of the fireworks if a door slammed like a car door if she yeah. heard a, a bang of a car door or if someone closed their door hard or you know a gate slammed or there was a a lorry delivering stuff or she would get very jumpy and again you know this is this is a result of the fireworks so every noise now she has kind of amplified that in her mind that this is you know it's built on the fear i don't know the technical terms for it but you know the fear has just built and built so now every loud noise is frightening her
3: okay whoa <laughs> but, but but what will be then the end of it yula uh, uh, can she recover from it or is it uh, a okay. never ending story
5: well this is the the 50 million dollar question we actually don't know oh. um so Firstly, I had a visit from Guide Dogs. I got her trainer to come out and have a look at her. Um, and they've been very supportive. Now, I, I have to say I've had a lot of very good support from Irish Guide Dogs. They've been super. And we tried a lot of different things to get her past it initially. we They give me tips like playing with her in the garden, you know, with her toys, uh, maybe feeding her in the garden just to, to try and make the – the garden seemed like a safe place because she used to love the garden and now she's afraid to go out there. Mm. Um, So that kind of worked as in we managed to be able to get her out into the garden, but then she wouldn't go through the gate. So, you know, this was, this was the problem. So anyway, it just seemed to get worse and worse. And then uh, her, her instructor said to me that it might be an idea to let her, uh go out of Dublin for a while because she was experiencing so experiencing so much fear that she wouldn't be able to receive any training in that heightened state of anxiety. Yeah. Because it doesn't work when you know when they're so anxious and they're so uptight. Then I there was a, a feature on News Talk a few weeks ago and I rang up t- to, you know, talk about fireworks and um out of that then A dog behaviourist contacted Irish Guide Dogs and said that she would be interested in helping me and that she would uh, bring Sage to her home and do some training with her over the next couple of months. Some desensitisation training and reconditioning to try and, you know, um, do something about her fear.
1: And how long has she been? With the behaviouralist?
5: She, she was she's with the behaviorist for three or four weeks now, and before that she was out of Dublin a couple of weeks just kind of recuperating a little bit. So I, this is um, the fifth, week, the and fifth uh, week. Have
1: there been any, are there any kind of initial thoughts about how she's doing, or is it too early to tell?
5: It's still a way to go. Um, the behaviorist has said she is making good progress. Uh, the firework desensitization training is very controlled. she's doing it with recordings and she seems to be responding very well, but at the moment it's all in a very controlled environment in this lady's house out in mm. the country
1: so you're you're now without a working dog so how's that yeah that's, that's affecting what yourself does that feel like yeah
5: it feels awful. Um, you know, we all love our dogs and they're part of the family and the house is totally empty without her. Um, but of course then there is the working part of it. I have to go back to using my cane, which is, I mean, I'm a competent cane user, but you know, to me as a guide dog owner, um, there's nothing like a dog. It's, it's like the Rolls Royce of mobility, you know, (laughs) um, I feel just lost without her, you know? Yeah. You do,
1: yeah. 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 And 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 of course, because of COVID, you can't even travel to no. see her. Even a, if
5: no. you had the opportunity
1: to to go go and see her.
5: No, I can't. I can't go and see her. No. I just. I just. And I feel. You know, so I, I worry about her and how she's doing. And I now I, I I'm getting updates, and she's got two. Apparently, she's got two. Lovely um, long coated German shepherds in this lady's house that she's having great fun with. So, I mean, that makes you. She's me, got friends. Yeah, she's got friends. So, that, that makes me feel a lot better. I know she's got pals and she's out in the country and she's having a lovely time and she's doing her training as well. And she seems to be responding well. The big test will be when she comes back. I mean, I don't know, is she going to associate being here? with fear again and that's a horrible it's a horrible thought to think that your dog mm-hmm. yeah. would would fear her home you know that yeah. is just mm-hmm. oh it just break your heart
3: but then feel relaxed you know because it is not because of you it is because of the firework so don't uh, make it too uh, negative for yourself then
5: yes yeah and I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm really hopeful that she will I mean I'm sure my gdmi will have to give me uh, and the behaviorist will have to talk to me about a plan you know when she comes home what I have to do but I tell you the big fear for me is if I put her harness on and she won't leave the house again
1: I really hope that you know Sage comes back soon for a start yeah, yeah. and all will be well yeah and she'll work for you and uh, she'll be happy to be back in the yeah. house
5: Hope so. Yeah. And, thank you. Thank you yeah. for for that. Well, thanks for
3: shouting. And keep us yeah. uh, updated. Oh, please uh, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Keep in Because touch. it uh, yeah would be yeah. A continuing s- story then. Yeah. yeah. Well, I
5: hope I hope that it will be a successful outcome. Uh, but nothing yeah. like nothing like this has ever happened to me before. This is my fourth dog, and this is just bizarre. It's just never oh. happened before.
2: Mm. So sending oh, yeah. all our our, um, our positive thoughts. Yep. Thank you. Uh, uh, a, happy, uh, a happy ending. Happy reunion.
5: Thank you yeah. so much. Thanks, okay. guys. Thanks for talking yeah, to you us, Thanks. Take okay, care. see you. Bye.
3: Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Yes, thanks to uh, Euler for telling us that story. Uh, heartbreaking.
2: No. Yeah, no. And, and it was so, uh, it's just, you know, it's awful. To, I suppose for me, what came out of it was that, again, because of COVID, she can't even get to see mm-hmm. Sage, you know? It's It's terrible.
1: Yeah. yeah, then you have got the other side of it like my fella Larry who couldn't give a monkeys about about uh, f- fireworks.
3: Yeah. Mike um, well last year uh, chef uh, wanted to go out, you know. We have firework with New Year's Eve uh, here in uh, the Netherlands. And then it was banging and you know uh, and 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 at midnight everyone was coming in the house and out of the house and on the street and we were uh, keeping chef inside, you know, to protect him. But chef was not. Uh, uh, I want to go. You know, and okay. So <laughs> uh, I want to go. Out and party. Yeah, and he finally says, we let him also you guys out. out
2: to the fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so finally we let him also out uh, uh, on the on the leash, of course. Uh, but then he he was standing. Oh, you know, and he was looking. And oh, yeah, nice. You know, he was so happy to see everyone. <laughs> Oh, this is that's a nice body. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, there's also a survey
1: uh, that Irish Guide Dogs are um, putting up on their website. Uh, uh-huh. that's the the brainchild of uh, Nadine Latimore. Um, you have some more info about it, Stuart. I think I don't have the email. I think we might have the yes, sorry the, we might have the address to put it up on on the, the Twitter um, feed
2: uh, yes, I suppose the best thing to say to people is please watch if you haven't if you, it's a good chance to promote if you haven't if you're not yeah. following blind Guys chat on Twitter, which you uh, should be yeah please do so because we will put we will tweet it out, but basically Irish guy dogs are asking people to i suppose to log um if a firework goes off and if your dog reacts or how your dog reacts um, because they want to just try to get some um, data, I suppose, from users around the country as to what's happening and it's running between now and 31st of October on uh, the Guide Dogs
1: uh, website. There's a link which we will put up.
2: uh, In fact, by the time this podcast has gone up, it will be gone out on Twitter. It will be up.
1: And it was quite remiss of me um, to not mention again our email address, which is blindguyschat at gmail.com. And please do ask us questions. Tell us what you think about the show. Ask us any questions. You can you can send a, a text. Um, you can send the email and text form, or you could just do an audio recording. We might even play it on air. And don't forget our mailing list, uh, which the the address for that is tinyurl.com forward slash blind guys chat that's dot com forward slash blind guys chat all one word
2: and actually that's a great way to just kind of hear a little bit of in advance what's happening in the show just to keep up to date yeah, with what's going on and yeah. twitter is at blind guys chat and there
1: is oil in the tweet machine Yep, just yeah. so it is running at the moment <laughs> <laughs> okay on to our next item thank yep. you very much um, Mr Lawler you want to talk about a program that you have been watching called Bly Manor this is called The Haunting of Bly
2: Manor The Haunting of Bly Manor and it's brought to us by the same people who brought you the haunting of hill house which was really good which uh watched i think i watched it last year or the year before whenever it came out uh bly manor came and unfortunately the only thing i can say about bly manor is the soundtrack is great as you'll hear in the background the music there is pretty good and there's some really nice music on the on the soundtrack uh the um the the series is not great the storyline's a bit weak Oh. um i'm a bit i'm oh, a bit dear. frustrated with the acting yeah i'm i'm struggling through it because i've started it i will say the, the audio description is very good oh. but uh it's about one of the only few <laughs> Why positive mentioning features then
3: my god it's a bad uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> because because the music's great i think okay. i think it gives it, it gets it gets a bit of a plus for me in the music okay. and the other one i just want to mention really quickly is a netflix show called unsolved mysteries there's a uh, six of these i think and they're about 35, 40 minute shows. And they're actually real things that happened that they have never been able to solve. And part of showing this, of course, is to get the public thinking if maybe people know something. Mm. So some really interesting ones. Um, and are these American mysteries that happen? They're, they're not all. Uh, most of them are, actually. Uh, but there's one, there's one in Norway. Uh, I won't tell you too much about it because it'll spoil it. Uh, right. But yeah, a couple of most others are, I think, in, in America. But it's well worth having a watch. Uh, say they're short and you can watch them. Um, individually, because they're all they're all they're all their own stories. Okay. And
1: is there audio description? There is indeed, and it's very oh, good. brilliant. Oh, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, I've just finished uh, the trial of the Chicago Seven, ah. which is brilliant. It's uh, very fast moving, very fast paced. It's about the riots in, uh, and I can't remember what year it was, but it's about the um, riots in Chicago. Was it in Nixon's era? Nineteen, but the seventies, late seventies. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I read
2: the, um, I read the synopses, and I kind of thought, oh, that should be interesting to watch, but I haven't seen. Yeah,
1: it no, it's it's really good. The audio description is brilliant, and um, we've also finished on Apple TV. Um, what is it again? It's called Little Voice.
2: Oh yeah. Um,
1: and that's really good. I like it. Uh, it's a little bit twee. It's a little mm. bit, you know.
2: Yeah, somebody said Might to me, "It's for everybody, uh,
1: but the but the other description is brilliant."
2: Is it kind of music stroke of, and, a, and a bit a bit of a love story mixed in with it? There of is, of, yeah, it's yeah. about
1: this this girl who is uh, who's a musician and writes these wonderful songs, and there is a
3: there is a love story in the background. Yeah, there is kind uh-oh. of a, kind of two guys <laughs> I, kind of two guys in the picture. Ah, yeah, I, I know some guy who is making a nice um, I, do, I do some nice um, music, you know, for. Uh, uh, interview or to uh, uh, some jingles you know a uh, guy oh really yeah, uh, yeah playing piano really? etc you know? oh,
2: no, no. it's only you it's, it's only yeah. short it's only short parody oh, jingles. that's yeah. all I
3: do. would be nice uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's your limitation that's all <laughs> i can do that's all i can do Ooh. <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing exciting about my music
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, now watching here uh together with my wife and uh, a a dutch um um uh, a movie on dutch public television and that's really and you know, also yeah the audio description made myself also now to also to follow that um that movie it, it is really uh yeah nice
4: you know are there are many some-
1: programmes described yeah. in in holland yeah dutch t v yeah, yeah yeah yeah
3: it's getting more and more yeah yeah and, it, you and know its and it's really good
2: it- Uh, Yan, you've made a a kind of because you're saying that that's kind of made you watch thing. I think before audio description, I hardly watched any TV. Me too. I I watched nothing, and I wouldn't have used Netflix. I wouldn't have well, I wouldn't have bothered paying for any of these things. But now I find there is almost always something interesting or something coming out. you know, and and, a, and it's only because of the audio description. It's fantastic.
1: There's more coming up, I think. Uh, there's a lot more coming up on Netflix uh, soon. Um, I think The the Crown is coming back. Oh, um, season
2: four of The Crown, which will this time feature Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher. I think so, be interesting. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be cool. Uh, 15th of November, that comes the out. The Iron Lady. The Iron, the Iron Lady, Lady. yeah. It yeah. uh, should be very good, yeah.
1: And there's... Audio description, obviously, on that, and it's very good. Mm. Very well done. Well, speaking of somebody who's not the Iron Lady, shall we do the Braille bite?
3: Let's do it. Great.
0: You can email blindguyschat at gmail.com or tweet us at blindguyschat if you've any comments or questions.
2: time for another braille bite it wouldn't be a blind guys chat podcast of course without claire whelan our resident braille expert claire welcome back great to have you
4: thank you Stuart. you too and um, what a great welcome Stuart. thanks very much well for, i do my best you know uh, i know you do Do everything to please me
2: today. <laughs> now i'm sorry this week that you that uh, that you're stuck with me for this segment uh, you don't have oren i know i'm not as good looking but i'll do my best okay Okay then, very good. I'm
4: saying nothing else. Dear.
2: Thanks, Claire. Thank you. You're being very, uh, very. You're being very uh, politically correct. I think I would say. Okay. Um okay. So it's been a really interesting. Just before we talk about your Braille bite, it's been a really interesting ten or so days for Braille because uh, the International Council on English Braille have had their conference, their seventh General Assembly. You and I uh, were at some of that online, and one of the things, Claire, we were just talking about off air was some interesting. Uh, papers that were presented on braille reading and challenges maybe for people who are learning to read braille later in life and it's probably something uh, that you've had lots of uh, I suppose time to think about as you've been teaching people so did you find any of that stuff interesting
4: Stuart? I found it very very interesting and some of the stuff I could relate to myself learning braille so late and you know so many years ago um I I didn't think you know, that braille would be of so much value to me. I'd never heard of braille that went to the training centre. So learning braille so late in life, um, I, I couldn't be without it now. But it was interesting the way people learn braille, you know, when you're younger, mm-hmm. and when you get older, how how it all works and how... Um, I think, too, one of the important things I found out from being a two of those sessions was... The amount of um, material yeah. that's available to you, but um, I think that the, the knack for for me was with, with braille was just reading, reading, reading the whole time when you have learned it because it's it's so important when you lose your sight when you lose your sight that you think the whole world's going to stop, but then braille comes along and you you know it fills that gap. Yeah. With your not being able to see very well. Now, I'm not totally blind, but I don't see, you know. So I never say I'm blind, but I do need Braille. Mm-hmm. I can't see large prints anymore. So Braille, it's a whole new experience for me. And I just, you know, uh, it doesn't bother me that I can't read, read mm-hmm. prints anymore because Braille was of so much value to me. One of the other
2: things, Claire, that came up, which was, I thought, very interesting, was somebody was talking about... Um so this is the per, from the perspective of a blind parent with sighted kids and talking about the he was mentioned the point that his daughter Uh, or or rather his son when he was learning to read and they were going out and about he wanted to read everything he was reading the numbers on the bus stop and the timetables and the signs in the shops as they passed by and the point was being made I think that sighted children have so much access to reading by just being in the environment that blind children never had so it's it's naturally going to be a little more challenging and I thought that was really interesting and maybe you, yeah. as somebody who's been out with your grandchildren, I'm sure, have seen that. And I'm certainly going to see it over the next couple of years. Uh, I just thought it was very interesting.
4: Well, I, I noticed that as well, Stuart. There's a lot of stuff going on, Stuart, and a lot of stuff that you I would have noticed a lot of it myself, you know, with the Braille. But I, I did think of my grandson and, you know, he's a bookworm. And I actually thought the blind children probably can't even... Imagine, and it's probably going to sound terrible, that, but I don't know. But I, I thought of my grandson and, and said to myself, God, at least they can see the pictures and they can read and they can, obviously you can read the brain, but they, you must miss, miss out a little bit, you know, not being able to see the pictures. But I'm sure, you know, I sort of felt a little bit, I won't say sad, but, but for the blind children, mm-hmm. you know, they are missing out a little bit.
2: I think what came into my head yeah, and I, I I think what came into my head when that point was being made was there 's so much stuff available just when people are walking around they can just look at, look at a sign, look at something yeah. in a shop window yeah. uh, that that you know we never see, so if you 're mm-hmm. learning braille as a child and it, and there's and your your you're sighted peer of the same age is looking at all these things naturally you 're just not getting as much access to the written word, so. I, I think that was, the, and, and there's some some of the kind of interesting challenges I think around Braille.
4: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
2: But Claire, we could probably stay here all day and talk about this. And, oh, and sure. <laughs> um, so,
4: yeah, yeah. But, um, Let's
2: have a look at this week's Braille bite because I know you've an you've an interesting one, and you've won that. Actually, this is the one for me when they brought in UEB that I was a little bit annoyed that we lost, even though I know why we lost it, and we we'll talk about why we lost it in the sec. But it's the dot six followed by. N and Y. So tell us a little bit about these contractions in the old standard English Braille and then what happened.
4: So in SEB Braille we take the word nation. So in SEB we had N A T I O N. that's what you spell. That's how you spell it obviously. Everybody knows how to spell it. But now with UEB it has changed. With with UEB it's the
2: N A, and then you have the T I O N contraction. So, so just to just to explain, then uh, Claire, in in the older code, you had the N, oh, okay. and then the dot six N was A T I O N, isn't that right?
4: Yes. Okay. yes.
2: So, yeah. so they, no. so that I suppose it was very quick to read. For example, the word nation or the word station, you'd have uh, the S yes, T sign station, followed by dot yeah, six N. Yeah, or, yeah.
4: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah but um so uh so now in in u e b you have to use the say this nation or station uh so n a, and then you use the t i o n contraction
2: okay, so now you'd have your n a and then the t i o n contraction which of course starts five six n five six and n yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. To doubt here, sorry. <laughs> and, um, that, and, and that and
2: yes. that command that that um, that command Claire was 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 changed, or rather that um, that code or that sign is the word I'm looking for, sorry, was changed because um of confusion and because of ambiguity with, mm-hmm. with words or with words that have mixed case where you might have a dot six midway through a word for a capital letter. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Um, capital letters yeah. Yeah, there was a, I mean,
2: everything
4: has its reasons. But yeah. my what I what I what I take from it is uh, other words and the confusion of uh, the dot six especially, you know, because dot six has been introduced into UEB, whereas it was used in SEB, but not everywhere. Mm. So I I I think that capital in the UEB is compulsory and it's it's much much better. I'm reading a book at the moment and uh, I'm looking for capitals and. Uh, after the full stop, I'm so used to reading UEB now that it's capital, they're a great, great thing. They're compulsory. But with the, with the word, say, nation, and the, that six and N was very confusing. Now that we, it would be more confusing if it was to be kept. I think yeah. one of
2: the I, I think one of the key things, Claire, with all these changes, is to understand the origin of the change and the reason behind it. So, uh, yeah. as I said there a few minutes ago, I was a bit miffed. I was like, "No, I like .dot six n and .dot six y was the other one, of course, for a l l y. Yeah. So the word yeah. Sally yeah. .s .dot six y for you know yeah. the name yeah. Sally. Um, uh, really, you could write r e and then .dot six y. But now, of course, you have to do uh, the L L Y.
4: You have to spell it out. Yeah, S A L L Y. yeah. Which you know you might say, Scott, that's not uh, that's longer. As long as there's more cells in that than that six or six. Say Sally, S, uh, and that six and Y. But it makes sense because I think my my thinking on it was with the with the that six coming in for capitals and all that. I, that would be, the, the confusion would be there for me, you know? Yeah. Um, so i say that was one of the reasons why um, uh, Sally became S A L L Y and they got rid of the that six and Y.
2: Okay, so no, yeah. so basically no dot six n no dot six y contractions, those have been removed yeah. um, to, to manage any confusion around capital letters, and now you use the Tion contraction, which is .56n, n- yeah. and yeah. the yeah. A-L-L-Y is spelt out in full Braille, yeah. and of course, we now understand the logic behind that.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I think it's much better.
2: Yeah, I Which agree I with you, Claire.
4: Now, I'm so, yeah, I yeah, agree. Definitely. No, I wouldn't agree with all of them. But yeah, I, I definitely most of them are, make making a lot of sense.
2: But but of course it's interesting because you do talk to people who will say, "But UEB takes up more space," and it does. Of course, it does take mm-hmm. more space. Yes. But there's there have been all these things, and in fact, I suppose, Claire, when you attend the conference that we've been talking about earlier today, yes. uh, you mm-hmm. really see that these. Um, that these issues, like they're really being thought through, and there's huge amount of um, uh, there's a huge amount of time that goes into planning how the code is going to be maintained, and that's an ongoing piece of work. So any changes that come down the line or that may come in the future, believe us, they yeah. have been well, well, well considered and well discussed.
4: Well, Stuart, that's what I just going to these uh, uh, conferences. That's what I discovered even last night. The, the, the amount of work that's been put into the, cha- the, the, the Braille the called every, everywhere you know what i mean in all the different places and the amount of work that has gone and it's it's as, it's as much as you know and um, front about it which is not really relevant but i think just to improve and um, how how children can obtain uh Braille and how people you know but if they're born blind or you know, have to learn braille a few years down the line, how it's done and how it's taught and as much as the education and, you know, everything was taught last night, I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure there's more to come, but I really thought there was a lot of work put into it and it was really interesting to, to listen to.
2: All right, no. and I'm sure we'll have more to talk about Braille and the Braille conference in the future. But for now, Claire, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. Thank you for another great Braille bite, and uh, looking forward to talking to you in two weeks' time.
4: Thank you very much,
1: Stuart. Thanks. Thanks, Claire. Um, I won't. Pre- I won't. I won't hide the fact that I'm a little bit miffed that um, <laughs> Stuart did the to the recording yeah. this week.
2: Mm. i i i do believe by the way just in my defense that uh i i offered to do it because you were busy uh splicing up other parts of this podcast so you well that, well that's true so yeah, much really, for helping out a friend so i I'll, yeah, i won't well, do it again
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can do it yourself next yeah,
3: time yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were both i think Oren, you also attended uh some of the evenings yeah i, think,
1: uh, I did most most nights okay. um yeah, I thought it was, it was my first time attending, and I thought it was it was brilliant to be able to do that. I I think one of the the, the things that was said towards the end of the conference was it, it was kind of a little bit more of a, a success because more people could attend, yeah, because they didn't have to fly to a particular country that was hosting, um, and I think the observers like myself. Appreciated that. I know. On the last day, uh, there were resolutions, voting on resolutions for ICEB. Was there? There were resolutions of note.
2: Yeah. So they they, uh, they do this every at the end of each uh, each session or each uh, each conference rather, and I suppose they task. The, uh, they sort of say this is what we're going to do for the next four years. There were eight different uh, resolutions. I'm just going to pull three of them out very quickly. The first one is around um, refreshable Braille and support for UEB specifically um, in Braille uh, in braille technology. So um, the resolution says that uh, technology manufacturers and companies should have UEB English, uh, sorry, um, UEB um, uncontracted Braille uh, built in as the primary uh, setting okay. in screen readers and Braille translations. Oh. Um, and then obviously, you know, that that obviously the, uh, the contracted code is available and that the uh, International Council on English Braille will work and support uh, manufacturers to make sure this can happen. Um, the second one uh, of note is around, and I think it's a really interesting one, it's people who are learning Braille later in life where the resources may not be as readily um, available as they would be, say, for school children. So just even access to textbooks, and I've seen this so many times when I managed the services uh, here for our blind centre, our blind, uh, um, blind organisation, rather, to, to support people, um, adults who want to learn braille. And just the lack of material and the lack of structured learning um, material, I suppose, out there, so... There is going to be a bit of work to help um, help help make that a bit more visible, I suppose, across uh, member countries. And the last one, just to mention, is the preservation of um, hard copy Braille music, hard copy scores. Oh. There is a lot of Braille music in a lot of libraries yeah. around the world. A lot of people have it, and they want to make sure that that Braille music is saved, uh, whether in uh, hard copy or whether it's going to be scanned and put into some kind of a, um, a digital format but but it needs to be preserved so they're the three there were others as well but they're uh, the resolutions that kind of stood out for me
1: It's for every four years isn't Yeah it, so to, there'll, to, be, yeah, there'll
2: yeah. be a midterm meeting for the committee and there are observers I think can tune into that, uh, that'll be in two years time Will that be on the moon? It will, it'll be on the
1: moon <laughs> and we're all going We could uh, do a blind guy's chat from yeah, the moon we
2: go Has anyone moon? worked out is the moon made of cheese? Remember that? No, because the
1: yeah. then it'd have to be onion. Because it oh. it'll have to be cheese and onion. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well,
2: if there's a trip to the moon, the blind guys are going, and we'll do a podcast <laughs> yeah, from yeah, the moon. Yeah, We're yeah, there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bring all our equipment. With yeah, us. we'll hijack the wonder, uh, the wonder, rocket. What, wonder oh, what the
2: yeah. Wi Fi is like up there?
1: Oh, it's great! Okay. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Have you
2: after. got? Have you got the code? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: have got to the password. <laughs> Will they have? Hello, them. NASA. What's the password? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Moon one.
3: <laughs> Moon one. Yeah. Moon. <laughs> Virtual.
1: Okay, I want to very quickly ask uh, this question. I'm putting it out there to three guys who have Apple iPhones, and I'm just putting it out there: is it time to think about Android? Personally, I'm going to say no at the
2: moment. Uh, And and the reason I'm saying no is because I am concerned still about the uh, Braille support in Android. Now, I hope, I really hope some people using Android might come in and scream at me and say, Stuart, that's not right. Braille is great. I have heard Braille is still uh, not very consistent. And as somebody who uses Braille a lot with my mobile phone, I want to keep that. And that would be a big selling point for me.
3: I think Braille, it, uh, it is not so advanced, but it is more intuitive in a way. You know, um, it is what you know in JAWS. You have the different Braille output modes, uh, the structured mode and the li- and, uh, line mode. Mm-hmm. Um, the Apple uh, iOS is more structured mode, uh, that um, the developer is putting the Braille output together in a way, in a more uh, yeah, the way that the user would appreciate it and the line mode what's more used in um in and in, in yeah brailleback on uh, android is more yeah, what you see is uh, on the screen the uh, the, the so that the more representation of the items on a on a line and i must that i i know some really uh, braille addicts also from the from germany who are uh, really enthusiastic in the android platform Yeah, the the Braille back should be more uh, adapted in a way, but but it is uh, not that natural like it is in iOS. But still, I hear also a lot of delays and also problems with iOS Braille. It's not that perfect yet, you know, that is... Uh, yeah,
2: hmm. I have a weird bug. I think we talked about this on the last podcast, and Oren, I think I told you then I thought it had been fixed. Uh, this yeah. is the one about jumping to the dock. Yeah. So jumping, like, with cord dot four 5, and 6, which exactly. should always bring you to the bottom, yeah. that was not working. Then they released 14.1, and it's it, honestly, it seemed to be fixed for a few days, yeah. and it's gone again. I. I do but not today it I was working
3: for me again. But, but yeah. It, yeah, it's all enough so in general we're
1: kind of in saying not necessarily time to jump to Android. No, yet. But but I must say it's, well, really, it's, getting, there, it's getting it is there. getting
3: better all the time. Yeah. But I'm also still hesitating, you know, to uh mm. yeah, to do it. It is not yeah, you know, also when you're working for also a couple of years already now with iOS. Then to sh- make a switch. Uh, switch over. Exactly, yeah, you know, uh, if you've bought all yeah. the apps
2: and yeah, 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 your life is in the
3: iOS ecosystem, as yeah, they say. Yeah, but now also with the new iPhones, you know, they're getting more and more pricey. There is more, <laughs> more choice in the Android uh, scene, of mm-hmm. course,
2: you know. One quick point, because I know from lots of conversations I've had for people with low vision that uh, Android offers a lot more customizations that they can make. I know low vision people yeah. tend on the Zoom. to like yeah, Android. Yeah, on low vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. So it's just worth saying that as
1: well. Okay, is it time for emails? Hey, emails. We love emails. Yeah. Stuart, do you want to go over to your piano and get ready? Because yeah. I understand sec- uh, you've done a new a new update there's a new update to Cloda's mm-hmm. emails. Well, I, and, so uh,
2: I, I was conscious just just to put the background for this. The last um, version we did was very thrown together because I wanted to kind of audition it for Cloda Because in fairness, ah. she needs to give the green light to the jingle, which she <laughs> um, did. Which she did. Ah, so I, I did it. Light. I did another version, and this is this will go, this will do for a while. But I would like to do something else with it. But anyway, it's okay. it is what it is,
1: mm. as they say. So are you ready? Yeah, you're you're gonna. Yeah, you're happy enough. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, in your own time, there, Stuart. Clodas here to read your emails
2: out on Blind Guys Chat. We love to hear from you Woo! and what you're all
4: about.
2: On blind guys, chat. On your boy! Get in touch and give us all your news. It can be good or bad, just let us have your views. We swear we'll read them out and we'll give you a shout. On blind,
3: blind. guys, guys. 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 <laughs> oh, there you go now. Ah. Uh...
0: Oh, boys. Yeah. Right,
4: applause
1: uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Well done, welcome Stuart. Back. Well done. Yeah. Well, yeah. Welcome welcome yeah. back, yeah. yeah, Thank you. I wouldn't give out the job wouldn't give up the day job yet, but you are know, making progress. You're making progress, <laughs> well, to, you know. To be
0: honest, I think Stuart did a pretty good job. I'm just not so sure about the backing singers.
1: Ah, no. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, we're yeah. gonna do an a cappella version <laughs> by the We're time in we tune. Not necessarily with each other, but we're in tune. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: <Something. laughs> Hello boys, how are you? Hi, hello We're good? good. We're good. Yep. Good. I'm in good form. Thank you very much.
2: How are the emails?
0: Yeah, the emails yes. are busy. I I don't know that we have a time busy? to get through them all, but you'll have to you'll have to give me a give me a signal. In fact, last episode we had a, a huge email from Audrey Tormy. Um, yeah. That's and I right. actually didn't get to cover it all, so I'm going to really quickly go through a few bits that I missed last week, if that's okay, from Audrey's email. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, she was saying she really enjoyed Donomy's um, interview. Which was Man, episode was two, I think, you? wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was episode yeah. two. Brilliant. It's and brilliant. how That's he managed fantastic. in Lagos despite um, cultural and attitudinal challenges. And she says she's sure that his knowledge of law is an immense benefit in shaping service provision and delivery to people with sight loss in his region.
3: Yeah. You can yeah. tell Audrey
0: is a pro. Totally agree. Yep.
3: In that yeah. area yeah. herself. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, she said she found it interesting and a little unusual to hear that JAWS was being used in the centre where Donamy works, as it's so expensive or fairly expensive, but obviously extremely accurate and professional as a screen reading package. But she was wondering if NVDA had been explored as a screen reader since it's also a good package and there's no cost other than an optional donation. Um, and she says that sometimes she finds that it provides even more screen re- reading information than Jaws does. What are your thoughts there, Lads?
2: I, I, I just uh, my my first reaction to that is, and I think always the challenge with something like NVDA and, and the free kind of open source stuff, which by the way, is highly commendable. But I think when you are training somebody in particular in a training center environment with a view to somebody going into employment, they need to be using a screen reader that an, employee, uh, that, uh, an employer, that a big corporate will allow on their networks. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the reality is they don't allow open source,
3: yeah. very, very rarely anyway. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. a really good point actually. Yeah,
3: but, but it opens up the door, you know, easily, you know, because you simply download and, and then you can run it. But I must say nowadays also, Microsoft is doing a real good job with uh, Narrator. Yeah, uh, the rate is great with yeah. Windows. Yeah. Enter it is really more mm-hmm. uh, simple to do that. No, no need to download. But Not to it install really, anything, yeah, it is um, a real good step forward, you know. And then in the end, what Stuart say, I can only recommend. Uh, then you need to have a um, a professional uh, product, and the Nigerians I know they only go for the best. So, and I must <laughs> say we we run an uh, Africa donation scheme in that way. So. People are always happy to apply for that. So that's good.
0: So Audrey also said that the Braille Bite with Claire is a wonderful slot. And as somebody currently teaching Braille literacy among other subjects, um, she strongly encourages her students to listen to Claire's insights during her lesson time with students, as it's so important for learners of this ingenious code to be made aware of how useful Braille is on so many levels, which is lovely um, that she's encouraging her students to listen to the podcast. It's fantastic. All
2: I'd say is yeah. make sure they yeah. turn it off in the, le- in the lesson after they get to Claire's Braille. bite should not be DOS and listen to us for the rest of the lesson. <laughs> hey, yeah, <laughs> you know that's yeah. a really good
0: point, Stuart. Um, so she says thanks and chat soon. Keep up the great work. Oh, and can I tell you all? Audrey says I find the name mm-hmm. of the podcast interesting. Hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. signs mm-hmm. off.
0: So what do you think of that? Now you blind
1: I, guys chat. I think it's a wonderful topic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I would. In, I would like interesting in a probably because I came up with it when people (laughs) when people say interesting I was like oh what does interesting mean it would be lovely Mm -hmm. if Audrey got in touch or maybe we even get Audrey on the show
0: maybe you should to talk about it she'd be great there you go. Let's
3: Peace get all the great. Great. Join on the show. blind guy's jet, you know. Yay. Was, uh,
2: Come and join yeah. the blind yeah. guys,
3: Audrey. Yeah. That's Hang
0: it. out with us. So I, what I don't know is, is it—is it the word blind she objects to? Which it could be, because I remember when I, I was learning Braille with her, she explained to me that, you know, you always put the person first. And so it's like a person with a vision impairment rather oh, than right. a vision impaired person. Oh, right. it—is so ah. it—is it—is it blind. Is it that? Or is it guys that she doesn't like because there's both know. male and female people involved? Although the three well, presenters obviously are male, so I don't know. I don't know what it is, but we must ask her.
2: But you know, that's a really interesting point you just brought up about the um, the person first stuff or the disability first, because uh, apparently that's being reversed now in places like New Zealand. Oh, really? They're gone into this. Uh, they they don't like this person first thing. You know, person with a vision impairment. Oh. Is a blind man or a blind woman or oh, okay. a whatever, deaf. All oh, right. So Come yeah, from, from um, circle. It's kind of gone full circle, which is really yeah. interesting
0: that is interesting hmm. that's I think for, it's that's for you another know, day I think it is for another day, and that conversation around language is is a very interesting one, and I think maybe that might be something you might go into a little bit we further.
2: Let's get Audrey topic, on the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. A show. yeah. But in
0: the meantime, I shall move on. We got a lovely email from a woman called Mim Quaid and she is in Maryland in the in the US, I think. Wow. And she says, Hi blind guys, I just finished episode three and laughed and laughed at Robbie Ford and his imaginary dog. <laughs> 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 Tell Stuart, or you have to get your Let It Go song nearly ready again. Tell Stuart, I'm getting a new refrigerator on Monday. So he inspired me to clean out the old one and empty the ice oh, cube trays.
2: cleaned it out,
5: you see. <laughs>
4: oh.
2: Now, I wish, I wish people who clean their fridges were with me the day mine was arriving
0: <laughs> you just but didn't want to be bothered did you Stuart
2: I didn't I didn't Clotha, No. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I very, wanted to save it, all my extreme, freezer stuff it's
1: interesting that you, you don't object to the cleaning out of the refrigerator or the, the the freezer but you just don't want to do it
2: no and I wanted to save yeah. my, my stuff <laughs> yeah, from the freezer
0: yeah, yeah that's
2: exactly it. yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway. Uh, Well,
1: that's lovely. Thank you, ma'am.
0: And so she goes on to say, it just shows you you don't have to be blind to get something out of Blind Guys Chat. Hey. That's good.
3: Hey. (laughs) Brilliant. It's for everyone. I think that could be a strapline. You
2: don't have to be blind to get something from Blind Guys Chat. There
0: you go. That's it. That's a great strapline. Yeah. So she says she's enjoying the podcast a lot. It's so creative and actually helpful with concrete and honest discussions of relevant issues. And I think you offer your listeners some really helpful advice and suggestions and she also said tell Cloda i like her jingle you can't go wrong with all that jazz <laughs> so well oh,
2: done, we, we love we love this listener yeah what yeah. a great listener mim she's mm.
0: lovely it's a great name as well mim Quaid. beautiful okay, Cheers. okay, Cheers. okay. to special for that. prize for now, a lovely email can i ask um, mr producer if we have time for any more or not <sighs>
1: We'll go for one we'll go for one more. Okay.
0: It's good. a two parter, really quick. Well, we
1: are out of time, but I don't care.
0: Okay, very quick.
1: I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, good.
0: That's great <laughs> news. Um got a, an email from yep. Roshin and Clontarf and she says, um, Jan, I think you've got a fan here. <laughs> oh She's, Jan has a fan. Yeah. fan. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. She says, Ooh. I love Jan's accent, and I'm wondering is Jan short for something like Johannes or something?
3: Mm, no. No. She, it no, it is no, 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 no. no it's um, what accent? It's the full name. Oh, the accent. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. Does he no. have an accent? Yeah, <laughs> he has a. He has a great accent. No, 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 no.
4: Well, I'm
0: rushing. hiding already. Roshin is um, a big thanks. fan of your accent, so.
3: Good, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks that you allow me. You know, with all so. those, because I like the Irish accent. To be honest, you know, that was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything different, I suppose. But yeah,
0: I think, that's yeah, true. I think I think Roisin just wants to get to know you a little better, Jan. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So we, okay. should, uh,
2: all right we should better. We should yeah. explore okay. more, more. Then go um, offline yeah. there. Take that one offline. I can yeah. Take it's
4: it's <laughs>
0: And just yeah. very quickly, she commented, because um, I can't remember, was it the first or second episode, Jan was talking about how hard it is to travel with a suitcase. Um, and Roshin says a travel suitcase and a white stick together is hard for sure. Uh, she uses one with four wheels on Hurry up,
1: we're out of time, ground, we're out of time. And she, oh. find, she
0: recommends you try that. Okay.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Thank you, okay
1: thank you blind guys we'll see you again in a fortnight don't forget the email blindguyschat at gmail.com and our twitter at blindguyschat the machine and is the working this is tinyurl.com forward slash blindguyschat yeah. bye everyone see you in okay, two weeks
5: bye-bye. bye, bye.